Gregoire and Danby Stinnar smart enough to know better. You're listening to episode 25.5 on the dial. This is Gregoire. And this is Dan Beeston. And we've gone Radio FM. Is no. it? No, that's Radio AM, isn't it? That's, uh, that, that's ABC no. No, no, National. No, no, deep voice. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Radio FM would be, we've gone crazy, Radio FM! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> that's, it, would that be the worst start to one of our podcasts? Sadly, no. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it's in the bottom dozen. <laughs> 25.5, ladies and gentlemen. And people go, why would I listen to a 0.5? Why? Because why? Bob Apthorpe introduced it That's for right. us. Thank you, Bob Apthorpe. He was yeah. our interview, not from 25, but from 24, but talking about nuclear power. And, of course, Carol Gould, the information expert about information, <laughs> has a lot more to say. Things to say, ladies and gentlemen, that you need to hear. Does she? Yes, she does. I'm not, I think I used it all in the first one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there was anything left over. Oh. No, 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 it's all that. We've got some other stuff just us bantering on. People are talking about things, but you should come back in because... You know what's there? Ooh. Smart traffic. Smart traffic? Oh, now I know why I, I usually do these by myself. By yourself? God damn it! This intro is over! The intro is over! Space. I'm freaking obsessed. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> and you know how I said it many times in this podcast, that if I could go to Mars, yes. I would go. Yep. Like, no problems at all. Yep. Someone's been listening, obviously, Ooh. because I'm going. No. Uh, <laughs> no, there's a company called Mars One. Mars One. And, oh. they, they want, and they're saying, this is a private company, European company, and they're working with SpaceX and these other companies who have already made inroads into space. And they're saying that they're going to get four human beings... To the mm. planet Mars by 2023. That's 11 years yeah. away. Oh, my goodness. Now, the way they're going to do that, and here's the exciting thing. Oh, is, so they'll launch before then, I imagine. Oh, well, they have to. They're going to launch. They want to send capsules there in, in 2018 and, so, and rovers down as well. So mm. like 2017, 2018, 2020, all these craft will, will fly off ahead of them and prepare the way. So rovers will build the bases first for them and, and that sort of stuff. So when the four humans Our arrive... rovers now can barely power themselves. They can barely go anywhere. That's right, but there are ways around this. I mean, if you use nuclear power, you know, that's not probably not the best idea, but there are ways around it if you're going to try and make it. It doesn't have to wander the planet. If it just has to go out and open a cupboard and pull something out to a certain location, that's probably easier. A set thing. Oh, okay. These are, like... Like the Invader Zim thing. Yes, yeah, Bill so like... makes a house. That's brilliant. <laughs> Check out episode one of Invader Zim. That's, that animation's brilliant. It's pretty cool. Clever gag. But the four people, so these four humans will be sent to Mars. But why they can do it, why they say they can do it, where governments are saying, no, no, not for a long time, thanks. No. They're not bringing him home. Ooh. So they're sending him up there and they're saying, we might be able to get you back one day, but no promises. You may die on this planet. You can spend the rest of your life here. Four people. No, and that's that's ballsy enough. No, that, and they want to they want to like Big Brother it so you, as in and you watch it on your like you watch it from your computer. You can actually watch it all, and they'll be advertising. That's how they're going to pay for oh, it, so we can right. all watch it. So it's all like so nerds like you can watch people being nerds like them. But more to the point, nerds like rocks. me can go. This is, they, uh, they're not getting astronauts. They don't. Now, to begin with, they do want sort of astronauty people. But here's the interesting point: every yeah. two years, Earth years, so every one Martian year, they're going to send four more people forever. Four more people, 
Formal people. Formal people. Now, to begin with, they'll just be basic astronauty types. But then they're going to need people, they're saying bricklayers, or someone who can build bricks out of Martian soil to build more things like that and, so you, and what they're saying is if you have a skill they need they're going to ask the world hey do you want to go to mars send us your resume if you've got skills we need we will train you to do the astronauty bits because it'll be automated mainly automated anyway we'll train you the other bits get you up to fitness i'm assuming you have to be pretty fit anyway and then mm. we'll send you to mars you yeah well what's the gravity of mars uh, a bit, bit more than no no less much less than earth it's uh 60 percent i think or welcome oh, okay it's a bit tinier than it's a small oh, the planet okay. itself is about one quarter the size of the earth so it's I'd say it's about 0.6 the gravity. One quarter the size of the Earth? Yes. So you cut the Earth into quarters, and yes. that one of them is Mars. Yes. It's Mars, tiny. Mars is quite small. Mars is, oh, have I, if I'm, no, because the moon is one-sixth the size of the Earth. Yeah. Have I totally stuffed that up? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Hang on a sec. Oh, I'm wrong. Yeah. And we're back. I was wrong. Half size of Earth. I'm sorry. I was getting, still. Still, it's half size Tiny. Of it's, it's pretty small compared to us. Venus is slightly bigger, though, isn't it? Uh... uh Slightly smaller as well. They're what? One point, oh, probably wrong. Point eight, point nine. They, they, it's somewhere in that area. Uh, yeah. Jupiter's smaller, right? <laughs> Jupiter's much bigger. Right. Hundreds of times bigger ah, than yeah. the Earth. So Mars is quite small. Why is Mars smaller? Oh, because oh, when you land there, the gravity would be less. Yes, and yeah, so, so, so be less strain on your around. heart. But your muscles would atrophy, of course. If you try yeah. to come back to Earth, you would probably be in a lot, a lot of strain. You'd probably have a heart attack. Mm. You'd have to build up your muscle mass somehow. But if you're not coming home, that's not a problem. No. You're living on that planet forever. Your muscle mass will decrease, but that's okay. You're living there for the rest of your life. Not, they're not saying definitely going to leave you there, but they're saying don't expect to come home anytime soon. It could be 20, 30 years before you come home. So that could be a problem. I'm really excited by that. I think it's such an exciting venture to get humans onto the planet to, to colonize it and to colonize it not with not with um, astronaut or military people, but... Or with, tourists. Or, or just, just normal people. Just people... Like proper colonizing. Yeah, yeah. Like proper. making a colony. And, and what's... Living somewhere else. Th this company, Mars One, made a very good point, which is people back when they went to colonize America originally from, from Europe, they didn't go, oh, we're going to go to America. Oh, well, can I come home in, in six months? That'd be nice. And they're like, no, no, you're going. Bye. Yeah, you might be able to come back. You know, to begin with, though, it was kind of like a one-way trip. Like to Australia, mm. you didn't really come back. You could come back. People did. Yeah. But you're probably much going to live the rest of your life on the other side of the planet. And they're saying, this is what we need to get back to, this idea that you, you, it's a whole new frontier, and hopefully it'll all work out for you. Of mm. course, you have a, a minor emergency when you travel to Australia 200 years ago. You don't suddenly have zero air to breathe. But you could still get... No, that's true. Then that, that is a problem. Like one single catastrophe and yes. boom, Bob's your uncle. You're going to need to it, send another four people up. And in two years they will. That's right. No, it's scary, but it's, I don't think it's insurmountable. And more to the point, it's, it's really daring. I, I think it's a really daring thing. And there are people who will do it. And, and I'll be too old, I think. I mean, I'll be, unfortunately, I'll be pushing 50 at that point in time on the wrong side of 40. So I'll be too old to go. But it's such a daring idea that some, there will be humans out there who will need to go and be the right people to go. And we can start spreading out quickly and easily. And, and the way it'll be funded is by basically crowdsourcing, which I think is a really interesting way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, we had, according to... According I wonder to, if it'll be interesting enough. I think it will be. I think for the first couple of years, and that's what you need to just get the capital the first couple of years, once it's self Regulating once they're growing their own food, building their own bricks and whatever, they don't care about money anymore, do they? I mean, it's not they need to send some alcohol up there and get people, you know, they can, shagging. They could probably, well, that was one of the things. They, they kind of four people. Are you going to send two men and two women? Are they going to be couples? Are they going to be compatible? 
Like talking, you, or it's just basically you can have four guys as long as it needs to be big guys. Basically, it's Big Brother in space. It is, and these are things you got to take into account. Are you going to have two people who hook up? What happens if you and the person of your choice hooks up, and then the other two don't like each other? They're like, oh, now we feel really weird, you know? Like while they're like, stop humping in the other room, you know? It's sort of it could be. Oh wait, we couldn't afford another room. That's right. Stop, stop humping, humping in front of us, please, for the love of God. <laughs> Yeah, you know what really bugs me? Like, there's fish stocks are a really big problem. Yes. Like, fish stocks are, are just gone. Just stop fishing for half a decade. Five years, knock it off, but, but, what, let but, them replenish. What, what are they going to eat? People have to eat. They do. They, they can eat something else. They eat beef. Plenty of no, 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 cows, cows out there. No, but they're talking about poor... Chickens. Poor, poor tofu. Na- poor, <laughs> poor nations have nothing to... They're farm, not farming out of greed. Yes, there are people farming Mushrooms. out of greed. Mushrooms. What, what, what are they going to feed? If you're, we if you're, need to get that, that corn stuff. Corn. That corn, that 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 yeah. that that, uh, mush, that fungus that yes. you turn into these fake sausages. That's right. Get some of that. Just, just stop fishing for five years, and then the whole thing will be back to normal. But, it's not going to take that long to get back. But it's okay for you and I to say that. But if you're poor and you're living in Africa or Asia and you're going to die, then it's not that easy. This is is the that the people who are eating all the fish, or yes, is it all the Australians yes. with their deep frozen? Yeah, we are cupboards and cupboards of fish. We got. Yeah, the... We don't eat all this fish. <laughs> but... it's, they were not going to have any left. But, Dad, we're not the major problem here. You know, the, the elite of the elite is what we are. We, yes, we are a big major problem. But, no, it's, it's poor people trying to live. Damn it. I, I, I know oh, what you're they saying. Like, they like, they're not going to want to give up that living no, thing, No, and this is the problem. A lot of the things we want to do, this, this is going to be the horrible thing. It's why most people don't seem to care. It's when, when the equilibrium changes, guess who's not going to be affected that badly? As in life. Uh, yes, it'll affect our lifestyle, but it, it won't kill us. Us. It, it'll hurt us, but it won't kill us. Guess who it's going to hurt? The very the bottom Five billion people. Mm. They're going to take it in the face. And that's what we... If you care about other humans, then, you know... Uh, and some, oh, some people oh no, that's all right then. That's cool. <laughs> I always feel bad about wanting a new iPhone. But SpaceX and all those sort of companies, they're saying that they can go out... Instead of farming the, the metal, that the gorillas... Uh, iridium? Mountain, iridium? Is it iridium? They went, yay, push all these gorillas over there and, and we'll give them a mountain to live on. Piss off, jungle gorillas. Yeah. Yay. And then they go, wait, that mountain's full of the only thing that you can make phones out of. And, and all these oh. gorillas are like, uh-oh. <laughs> and like, oh, you know, we said you have this mountain, piss off, we want to kill you and take your metals. You know, well, you know, yeah. mine it. That's what SpaceX is saying. They're saying, no, 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 stop killing the gorillas. We can go out. And we have the technology now. We can go out and we can lasso a meteor. Yep. Or an asteroid, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And we can bring it back. And it will have all the gold, all the indium. All, go find what you want and go and bring it back. Of course, that will destabilize markets because that really expensive gold will be worth nothing when suddenly four bajillion tons. Yeah. Turn up in orbit, so people will. Well, that's crap. what you want. People will Let's pull- just drop all the resources we want, and then it's a utopia. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need money anymore. As much iridium as you want. Oh, oh yes, that'd be brilliant. But how do you drop it in without blowing? You don't. You don't drop up. it. You you take it into a nearby orbit, or you park it in a Lagrangian point between you and the moon, or something like that. And so it's close to shuttle up and grab it, oh, and, right. and, and mine it up there. So it still costs a lot to take stuff up and come back. With it, it does. So it? you don't go. I up guess and it doesn't back. cost that much to come back with it, does it? No, it just lands. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. But you don't. But you don't. You, you mine <laughs> you it up don't there. Don't shoot and, it at that. And, and you drop it. You just drop it into the sea or with the parachute, and you go and collect it. Like, hmm. like yeah. Because if you that's easy. Like the space shuttle, it's in orbit. Yes, not anymore. No, but it's 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 kicking over like a ridiculous amount. Yes. So here it's the atmosphere; it heats up like bilios. Yes. But if you had something that was that was just sitting there that wasn't traveling real fast and just started to drop towards the Earth, 
is that going to heat up like yes, crazy? Yes, it would start accelerating until oh, it gets closer it, it, to the yeah, mass. Yeah, it accelerates then, yeah, until and, the... And therefore hit the... Yes, it would, it's it going to still hit it and hit the air yes. at a fair clip. But that's okay. We can do that. You can make a heat shield and drop... Make a heat shield out of rock and yeah. drop it into the atmosphere and drop it into the sea, give it some floaties, yeah. and you go collect it with well, a boat. just drop it into the outback or something. Well, just drop it in the sea. Then you don't have to worry about crashing into things. Well, and... yeah, but it sinks. Floaties, we, we can float things. Not just not a, a football size. I'm not thing talking about football size. <laughs> look, if you had gold, costs like fifty. Actually, look, I'm sorry, fifty-two kilograms uh, a gram. Yeah. So if you had, if you suddenly brought a hundred tons of gold to the planet, it would yeah. destabilize our gold stocks. That's that's not that much gold. That that's, that that would be less than this room. You're not yeah. talking, but, but but it would be just do that. It'd be millions. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not a giant. You don't have to drop it in the outback. You can drop it in the sea. Well, and it's it's going to sink. But it's <laughs> it's safer to drop it into the sea, which is 70% of our planet, than it is to try and drop it onto a... Because uh, if you go, oh, drop it in the outback. Oh, sorry, Alex Springs. Or drop it in the outback. Oh, does anyone actually live in Perth? You know, not, not anymore. Not anymore. They're covered in gold. Golden shower. Dist- <laughs> so, uh, have you been out to the... So. Yeah. I get one per episode. So... Have you been out to the airport recently? I have, actually, yes. The yeah. Brisbane airport. Yeah, yeah. The only airport in Brisbane except for Archerfield. Yeah. And also there's an international and a domestic. That's true. That's right. And a couple of Air Force bases. Wow. We're, we're like a big city with airports and stuff. And there's the one up at Caboolture for the small... Is this exciting for an international audience? Is not, that, is not that lovely? Is that lovely lady in Denmark listening to us going, I am very excited to be hearing about the airports in, in, in Brisbane. Uh, what the hell is that accent? What are you... What I don't know. You, she's I, Indian I, I, Pakistani or Scottish. I'm not terribly sure. Right. I'm, not, I'm bad with accents. Have you noticed? Look, the, the proper airport. Yes, the airport. So you drive in the gate there. Why do we call it an aeroplane but not an aeroport? I think some people do. I think the French do. Uh, yeah, see, Americans call them airplanes and airports. Uh. We call them aeroplanes, but it's an airport. Uh. What's wrong, Australia? Wake up! Wake up to yourself. Yeah, stop. Look at, look at yourself. Take a long, hard look. Okay. The aeroport. You drive in there. This isn't <laughs> about the planes at all. Oh, God. You, you drive into the airport there. Yes. yes. And you get your little card and you go and you park your car. Oh, yes. And you look at the card. Uh. It's got your license plate on it. Magic. Yeah. It, Dark wizardry. It's got, it's got a camera, and it takes a picture of your license plate, figures out what your license plate is, Ugh. gets the thing, and tags it to your car. So you can't use that card to get out with someone else's oh, car. Interesting. I didn't know that. No, I did not know this. Uh, but you've seen it. Yes. You've talk, we've talked about that before. Right. Oh, I forget things. Okay. So, but, but it's brilliant. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I knew that we could do that. Mm, I mm. knew that that technology existed, but it's, I went, oh, that's really clever and exciting to see it out in the wild. Can I just put it in perspective for a second? Cut to about two million years ago, there's a, a kind of a hairless ape hiding in a tree, kind of putting a rock on a piece of stick and then stabbing a puma to death. Not a puma, that's stupid. Wouldn't it? Stabbing a lion to death. Yeah, okay. Cut two million years later, we've got a camera that takes a picture of your car and puts it on a ticket. Pretty cool. Look, it's not as big a step, yeah, but it's still, I, I, I was excited <laughs> because every time I've ever gone to a car park, I've looked around and gone, "There's something wrong with this place. They, mm. they, there's got to be a better way. They're, they're never big enough. They're, they're tight corners. Yes, yes. It goes squeak as you drive up because they want to make them. it as small as possible to pack as many cars in. Make yeah. more monies. Yeah, and that's fine. Mm. But there's got to be a. I keep looking at them and going. There's got to be a clever way of dealing with this information of cars mm. and where they need to park mm. because it's, it takes time and it's stupid. The Brisbane Airport now has one of the 
greatest state-of-the-art car parks in the world. Does it? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's award-winning? It's right up there. It's brand mm. new and, okay. and it very, very, people are very, very excited about it. Mm. You do a search for smart car park, mm-hmm. it's the number one. Oh, Oz, 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 Queenslander. Queenslander. Yes. You drive into that place. Yes. Not only does it know what car you're driving, mm-hmm. but it will give you a little blinking light to mm. say... These levels have these many spots left. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. These levels have these many spots mm. left. Mm. And it has a little light above each car park mm. because it knows when a car is in there. And if a car is out, it's green. Oh, so yes. you can look down the row and see all those red lights and then, oh, look, there's a green one. I don't have to drive all the way up there to jump in there. You can even book ahead of schedule. You say, I'm going to be out at the airport this time of day, and it will actually set that car park aside for you. Can I, can I just say a couple of words here? Yeah. Four words, in fact. Four little words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw you, Dan Beeston. Oh. A little red light, huh? A little green light, huh? Yeah. Oh, you just follow a little, what, you just follow a little, little red light. So yeah. Say red light, red really light. easy. You just go, because the green light's yeah. really obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. different to all yeah. the red lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're colorblind. Who's colorblind? Me. So, yes, I didn't know this technology existed. I've been there quite a few times because I can't tell you the probably wouldn't difference. have noticed that, actually. No, I noticed lots of lights in the ceiling and yeah. I didn't know what they were for. Because they all look the same to me. So I would go, oh, it must be an interesting system. Maybe it blinks when you get near it or something. No, no, nothing. So I just drive around like an idiot looking for a spot. Maybe you should catch the train. <laughs> but it's not, but why red and green? It's one of those things. You go, if you're going to be, I mean, I'm colorblind. Fine, it's one in ten males are colorblind. Fine. Uh, you're not going to design a system about one in ten. But it'd be really easy to just make it red and blue or something like that, or yellow and blue, or make them kind of different colors. Why red and green? Some people are having to think about that. Video game technology. I, I know. Colorblind mode. But they did. I, I played Battlefield 3. So I was playing Battlefield 3, and I kept shooting my own people over and over again, having a bloody awful time. Someone barrels around a corner, like, oh, and I go, you in it? And I get kicked from the team, and like, oh, you in a moron. And I thought, well, I'm pretty bad at them. I'm not that bad. Finally worked it out. Colorblindness. I can't tell. It's, I think it's orange and green. I can't tell the difference. Uh. So I, I wrote a letter to the designers and went, Seri- seriously, I'm, I'm colorblind. And like, I got a nice little email back going, switch on the colorblind mode, you idiot. Ah. <laughs> so there's the colorblind. I just never checked. Right. I, I, just, I just got indignant first. Yeah. I am indignant. And they have a colorblind mode. So Battlefield 3, I, I, you can th- see why, though. Let's face it, Battlefield 3, and I hate to sound very sexist here, I'm assuming the most of the, uh, their player base probably mm. be males, mm-hmm. probably between 20 and 40. Mm. That would be my, my guess. Maybe I'm probably, wrong. probably colorblind people who are more easy to raise to rage and wanting to shoot people <laughs> for fun. But it's, Just because they're more, constantly hard done by by airports. There are more males. Let's say I'm assuming there are girls, who, and then there are definitely women who play Battlefield 3, definitely, in these shooting games. But the demographic is more skewed towards males. That's my guess. That's my thesis. So there would be a therefore a larger number of colorblind people playing that game than the average population. Mm. That's how I'm looking at it. So they probably went, we're going to put colorblind mode in because it'll keep those whining colorblind mutants <laughs> happy. Yeah. But I was, I'll be thinking more about cars and driving and smart technology to make it better because we're running out of room on the roads and we're running out of, yes. of petrol mm-hmm. and there's got to be a way to get petrol back. And I eco-drivers... Get petrol back, yes. Well, or not use as much petrol. Every time you hit the brake, you're dumping petrol. Yes, Unless yes. you're in, like, a Prius. Mm, mm. So if you can time it so that you go through the lights when they're green, then you're fine. Mm. 
And, and people sit too close to people in, in front of oh, them yes. as well. We talked about a lot of this on the ABC once too, about how to stop traffic jams. Yeah. So go back and look at, listen to that, find the, uh, the archives yeah. on the AB, local ABC. But I was thinking with these lights in the ceiling at the airport, imagine if, if you had smart roads mm. that could change colour based on the information presented to them. You could actually put a little, a sort of a guiding line in front of your car that would show you where the safe distance was to drive and also that gave you an idea of what the average speed of the traffic was. And if you matched that average speed of the traffic and uh-huh. everyone matched that speed, yes. there wouldn't be that choking. And You don't need to do it on the roads. It's a cheaper way of doing it. Build it into the, the mighty screen you have between you and the universe, as in the windscreen. Just have a projecting unit putting lines across. We already have rear-view cameras in lots of cars. They, they put a little grid up so you don't back into someone or something. So why mm. not just put it on the screen in front of you? All you well, need is a number, really, well, for Google, that one. Google glasses. I mean, that, you know, that kind of Google glass thing they're talking about now? Oh, uh, yeah. So that all, it's, you talk about augmented reality. Which is coming. Yeah. That will come very, very soon. And you're going to have apps or whatever you're going to call them that will go make you a better driver. I test drove a car on the weekend and I was really excited by one thing in there and it was into my eco driving. Mm-hmm. You can actually set it up so it will take a 10 minute average of your driving and then it will give you a score. It will rate you poorly, you know, well or whatever. Oh, and, wow. And actually give you a number and it will say, you are hogging petrol, idiot. And, and it will give you some tips and tell you how to drive better. Okay. Slow down. Don't you know, Do all the things you talk about. Don't tailgate. Don't slow down. You know, use your brake less, blah, blah, blah. You use the gears to change your speed. Mm-hmm. And, and then you got to try and beat your score. And I like that because that's the whole gamification. Which game really theory. Game yeah. th- using your, uh, oh, no, gamification. Game, no, you're gamification. Right. Yeah. Using gamification in, in teaching. As a teacher, I, I like using gamification in my lessons if I could. And, and there's a lot of the um, extra credits. We might put a link to that. They're on Penny Arcade now. So oh, we'll, okay. put a link, we'll put a link to this gamification. Had a big fight, yes. Yeah. Something about money, and I don't know. It doesn't make any difference. They're still Yassi was throwing his weight around. <laughs> I have no idea. We're confusing most of our audience. You probably don't know what we're talking about. Huh. But we'll put a link to this gamification idea. If using the, the same rewards you get for playing a computer game, why people go play Mario a bajillion times, because you get little endorphin rushes mm-hmm. and things, you use the same thing in teaching as well. So this idea, this, this car was, was using gamification of driving because it was going to give me an endorphin rush. Every time I go, yes, I beat my high school from yesterday. I'm a better driver or I'm a, I'm a more um, stable driver or mm. I'm, I'm a less fuel-hungry driver. So you go ping and your brain goes, oh, I'm full of endorphins and you feel better about yourself. So you, instead of saying, stop being bad, bad is bad, and mm. you go, shut up and you just close your mind, mind down. If you go, hey, if you were better, that would be better because you'd feel better. And you go, oh, mm. I think it's very exciting. I think this is where the world's going. Yeah, well, my sat-nav, I, I've set it to give me eco-friendly journeys rather than fast journeys. Oh, interesting. So I can, I can set it to, to prefer things that won't use as much petrol. I'm getting another 40k a tank out of each good. one. How, how much extra time does it take, though? A couple minutes. Okay, that's pretty good. That's how it should be. Modern cars, I think, will have all this technology built in. And to be honest, forget telling a human to do it. Humans are crap. You get automatics like double double clutch gearboxes and yeah. things like that and transmission. Uh, the machine, the com- even if you have a normal, a, a standard gearbox that a computer controls, you make a normal transmission that a machine's controlling, it can change better than you. Yeah. And, and much more efficiently. So... Google has created a car that now has a license to drive in California by itself. Oh, wow. It was considered intelligent enough to drive any time it wants to. It doesn't need to have a human in the car anymore. It's got a driver's license. Yeah, well, have you seen teenagers? I'd love love if it got pulled over, because what the cops give me, car registration, car just passes over. It's just a picture of the steering wheel, or it's a picture of the car. (laughs) What's it going to be? But it can do it itself. It's only ever crashed once. It did crash once, which is very sad. Uh, And it was involved in a... It was trying to do a jump. 
<laughs> yes, I did. Don't hit the turbo, Michael. Night Rider reference in the 80s. Yay. Uh, the, no, it only crashed once. It was a three-car pileup. That's pretty da- damn dangerous, so maybe we shouldn't have cars that drive themselves. Unfortunately, yeah. the time it did crash, a human was driving it. He actually took it off the computer control, and he was driving it, and he crashed it. The only time that that's, car crashed, when a human good. took over, he went, I'm too good, and crashed it. So I'm thinking, if you have a computer that can control cars and knows where every other car is, is, is through radar or through the internet or whatever it does, sensors, passive and active sensors, you'll just sit back. We'll change how cars work. I know there'll still be cars that you'll drive mm-hmm. because people want to do it, but to get who, I don't want to particularly. I enjoy taking the train because I can read my iPad. I can read a yeah. book. I can do stuff. Can't we just get those pneumatic tubes like in Futurama? That, that's, that's, this is what we kind of... You'll be able to drive. Like, instead of having 60Ks an hour, you'll be able to go 100Ks an hour down roads because the computer's in full control. It knows what's going on. It's keeping everything. If something goes mm. wrong, the computer can go bam and, and stop everything and everyone will know and it'll slow it all down. And like a dog runs on the road or whatever i think that's what's gonna happen <gasps> oh 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 um parking <laughs> yes so much of traffic especially in high density areas is people trying to driving around trying to find a parking space mm. so if you can make parking better for everyone you take a huge amount of traffic off the road at i any saw one time. i saw a beautiful one new scientists had one uh, i love concept ideas it's called the parking tree so you have this weird car that you buy yep. and you drive up you basically drive onto the sidewalk and on the pavement, whatever, from whatever country you come from. And, and then you climb out of your, your weird kind of bubbly car. It's a very, very small car. It's like smaller than a smart car, those smart cars they have nowadays. Yep. And then the pole comes out of the ground, connects into your wheelbase, and pushes your car into the air. And your car kind of melts into a weird shape because it's made of memory plastic. It's, oh, right. It so becomes it's, art. It's art, and it's, it hangs above the road. It's, you have car trees. So it's kind of like all these cars have been staked by Vlad Tepes, the impaler. Oh, right. And, 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 and it kind of looked weird. But it's the idea of getting the cars off the road and getting them up high. Mm. Or, of course, you have those big ones where you have an elevator. So you, you go, you park your car into a spot and it gets zoomed away from Oh, you. like in, um, in, in Mission Impossible 4, there was... Oh, really? Yeah, there was oh. one of those, those sort of elevator things at the end. Oh, okay. I don't and there have been a couple it. of them, like in, uh, in iRobot... Yes. There was yes. like that, it was like a, a cloakroom mm. and the car would just get picked up and hauled away into the darkness. That's right. And, and that's, that's stacked away like coats. And they just need to. But there's a real one of them. Really? Yeah. There's a, and it's not very big. It's, and it's on the street. It takes up the, the room of two car parking spaces mm-hmm. side by side and you drive in and it sort of rotates around and there's like 12 spots. But it's vertical, so it's kind of like a big rotisserie. It's like a lazy Susan of cars. Yeah, yeah, kind of is. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> Are we recording? Yep. Dan is a big girl's blouse. Big girl's blouse is Dan. He wears a big girl's blouse. Hey, we haven't got time. You'll enjoy that. that? When you're yeah, editing, yeah, I'm editing it. I won't listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every except for now. That's right. Where I'm filled with rage. <laughs> you know what I like, Dan? Is when we have blowjobs. <laughs> Start again. You know what I like, Dan? Yes. You're going to say blowjobs, aren't you? No, no. But I know that you're waiting for me too. And that was giving me such joy. Right. I was like, oh, should I do it? No, he's already, he's already got there before me. And it's driving him insane. You know what I like, Dan? Yes. <laughs> this is going badly. Uh... <laughs>